Good morning, good morning. This is Brenda Eshen Shoshana, back with another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. Everyday life. Every moment of your life. What is that? What is every moment? What is your life? That is what Zen asks us, not to answer with words, but to actually answer with an experience. What is your life? Where is your life? You know, we'll, we'll meet someone and we'll say, how are you today? How's it going? <clears throat> Hope all is well. What are you talking about? <laughs> Hope what is well? What is all? You know, we live in these catchphrases that we say over and over that actually don't mean anything. They take the life away from our life. They're abstract, routine, habitual phrases, which put a shield around us and so that we don't really stop and actually experience our life and actually really answer the question. We don't answer it. We just give another little phrase. Oh, I'm great. All is good. How are you? And all of these little phrases, they're actually dangerous. They're dangerous phrases because they don't mean a thing. They don't come from our heart. They don't arise from the moment and from our reflection and our true experience. We're not even there. We're just speaking from a very superficial, ungrounded, unconnected part of ourselves. And actually that might seem like nothing much, but it's a great deal because it leads then further and further into hypnosis and our screaming out different things at all kinds of different protests and gatherings that actually mean nothing. They're just repeating, robotic repeating of phrases. And they may be phrases that are correct, that will give us approval, that will help us feel like we belong to somebody, to some place, to some group, to something. It's all all the world of illusion. And and actually, this is what is causing... I'm sorry. Sorry. This is what is causing all of the confusion and actually danger that we seem to be facing today. The anger, the splitting apart of relationships, of family members, of everything. You said this, I say that. I can never be your friend again because we say something else, different from each other. We feel something different. We think something different. You're the bad one, I'm the good one. Whatever, all of that. All of that rips, rips at the fabric of our life, at the reality of our life. So Zen practice is in the silence. You know, there's a phrase that says, wash out your mouth before you speak about Zen. (laughs) Well, it's a great phrase. Wash out your mouth. Me too. I should do a lot of washing. I do a lot of speaking, probably way too much speaking. Wash out your mouth, meaning be quiet. So much is said in the silence. 
Silence speaks much louder than all the words we use to cover up, cover up who we are, what we feel, what we know, perhaps even. What does silence knows? You know, when we enter the silence, when we're willing to stop these meaningless words and, and really be quiet, be silent, be still, most of our answers will arise just naturally and inevitably and beautifully in the right time and in the right way. We go around thinking we have all these questions we don't know what to do, what not to do, but we know everything. And it comes out of the silence, <clears throat> that deeper part of ourself that comes to life in the silence. When we stop hypnotizing ourselves and others with these phrases, oh, I love you so much. Really? <clears throat> really? And how are you behaving? How are you responding? Words, 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 disconnected words from our heart. <clears throat> There's a beautiful phrase called, <clears throat> a quotation which says, words from the heart go into the heart. Mm, I love that so much. Now, where do these meaningless, robotic, automatic phrases go? Where do they come from and where do they go? And what effect do they have? That is actually a koan, <coughs> which is a question, a Zen question, that cannot be answered except through the truth of our being and through our silence. <coughs> you know, we feel we can escape things by maybe describing it differently, <clears throat> defining it differently, speaking about it differently. We, we, words do not allow us to escape anything. The truth is the truth. It speaks very loudly all by itself and for itself. Right, today it's cool. I'm sitting on the cushion and I feel the cool breeze coming through the window. What more need be said? Can't escape that. No need to. When we don't escape the moment, it is fulfilled, it is clear, it is beautiful, it is nourishing, and it guides us. <clears throat> it eliminates the distractions which creates such confusion and guides us in just very natural, very real, very simple ways. Maybe I've said this again and again. Again, wash out your mouth before you speak. But right now, most of the world seems to be shaking, wavering, trembling, Screaming, forgetting, forgetting, we're forgetting the fundamental truth of the moment and of ourselves and of one another. We're making such divisions in what is one whole world, one whole moment.
So inevitably, many question, well, how do we stop this? How do we calm things down? How do we arrive at harmony once again? How? Ask the silence within. It knows. It knows. Take that time to let go of what you think you knew. And all those phrases that are just phrases that don't mean a thing. And take time to be in the silence. You know, one might say we are the silence. Take, take time to be with that. And everything turns the right way. It turns Before, if it was upside down, it turns right side up. But we feel, oh, I can't just be in the silence. I have work to do. I have family needs to meet. I have to do this. I have to do that. I have to accomplish this. I have to accomplish that. Those are part of the whirl of confusion. I mean, that may all be true on one level, however, Unless we take that time for the silence, for the stillness, for the recognition of reality, whatever else we do will come out of a, a whirl, a wavering, a confusion, basically. And, un, and, and, and ultimately, a sense of disappointment, unfulfillment. It won't really be fulfilled. And just a little while in the silence, things change. Our behavior changes. Our actions change. The way we respond to the, to the day, to the moment, to our tasks change. Even if it's a little, it's a lot. A little is a lot. The silence helps break out of that compulsion and that addiction and that meaninglessness that so many are experiencing now. What, they think, what is this? What's going on? What happened? What's happening? What is this? That's, those are very powerful and important koans, questions. Although they're very painful, it's very good when they appear. It's good. What is this? Where can I find the truth? Where can I find God? Where can I find love? All many different ways of asking the same question. Sit down. Wherever you are, be quiet. Be still. And when we do that, actually we're being true. We're being true to ourselves, to the moment. We're returning to what is essential and fundamental. Be still and know. That's part of a very famous, famous statement. Be still and know that I am God. That I am. That life is. And the word God, some of us have trouble with it. Others love it. And let's say, be still and know that I am with you. That I source, that there is a source, however you might wish to define or describe it, just be still and know it. When we're still, we're honoring, we're honoring the day, we're honoring God, the source, we're honoring life. 
We're honoring the moment. We're not superimposing our own stuff all over it. It's like taking off your clothes. <laughs> We're honoring what's what's there, unproduced, as a wonderful, wonderful Zen master, Kuang Roshi says, it's unproduced. I love the way, I love that phrase. I love it, unproduced. How beautiful that is. Honoring that when we sit with it. And the sun, we're, not, we're not putting makeup on it. We're not dressing it up. We're not decorating it. Unproduced, available to all. You know, years ago, so in Roshi used to say, usually when we want to see the beauty of a room, we, keep, we, we decorate it. We put paintings in, wonderful furniture, all kinds of lovely, interesting things. We, we fill the room up with everything. He said, but in Zen practice, we do something different when we want to see the beauty. We take everything out of the room. We take it out. We empty the room so that we are with the empty space, the beautiful original space of the room, which is, of course, another way of saying the silence of the room, the emptiness of the room, unproduced, uncontrived, and then we feel the great beauty of the room, the boundlessness of the room. And of course, the room is, we are the room, our consciousness, our life, boundless, boundless. So we don't get caught on all the images in the room, the pictures, the decorations, or in a person, or in words. We go to the heart, to the, to the essence of it the stillness, the openness. And we just stay there. Just stay there. You don't have to do anything because it's unproduced. Just stay there. Be with it. Be it. So I very much thank you for listening, listening, and I talk, talk, talk. Every, every week I wonder, is this enough? <laughs> so many weeks, so many years saying the same thing and that's okay that's really okay because there's nothing we we all say the same thing in different ways someone said every writer writes the same novel the same poem the same play all in different forms interesting interesting so let's let's all return to the silence to the openness of life. To, and that, that, of course, includes endless possibilities because when it's, the room isn't cluttered and when it's unproduced, from, that, from there comes endless possibilities that we can connect with. We're not always just repeating these already present decorations of our life. So anyway, thank you very much for listening. Uh, the URL, as we I say over and over, is um, www.zenwisdomtoday.com. I appreciate all of you. And if you want to write to me for any reason, my email is topspeaker at yahoo.com. And thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.